Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate in 2003 nike signed 13 year old freddie adu to a seven-figure contract but freddie didn't live up to the hype he is turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. Hey Chelsea fans, the pod you're about to listen to was recorded before Reese James' unfortunate knee nightmare over the weekend, so give us a break. We definitely talked about him as though he's the most fit human being on our team, and it's unfortunate, but we're all going to miss him. We wish we could have him. Hopefully he gets well soon. Enjoy the pod. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. The second time going at this. It's going to be a good one tonight, gentlemen. Uh, what we're doing is West Ham match preview. All right. So, uh, getting ready for a Monday kickoff, which is my least favorite of all the days. Awful. Just awful. Uh, yeah, look, it, 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 there's nothing to go for the weekend. It interrupts the work day. Then we have to record on a Monday and it comes out Tuesday. It messes everything up, Dan. But, uh, alas, this should be going out the Sunday before, which I've been pitching Friday all week. So surprise, Leg sweep, knocked him over. We weren't ready for it. Well, that's okay. But I mean, it's, look, it's it's this time of year, right? It's December, things change, holiday plans maybe exist and don't exist, and ultimately you just roll the punches, Nick. You know, it's 2020. Nothing is as planned. Please tell me more about 2020. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for it to be over. Uh, Nick, before we get into the match preview, uh, breaking news as of recording, we are recording this a little bit early. Uh, a, a couple of huge, huge inclusions in the FIFA Women's World Cup, or I'm sorry, the Fifth Pro Women's World Eleven for the for the Chelsea women. One of them you admire quite a lot. Well, I admire, I mean, both of them, but <laughs> but only one of them is on the shirt that I got, which is there it is, Millie Bright, M Dog Bright, back in the house in the Fifth Pro Eleven. Millie, come on now, there you go. And then Pradilla Harder, new signing for Chelsea. You know, just just making her way downtown, walking fast. You know, faces, pace. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we also should take a moment. That's, to recognize that's what we got. 
that they absolutely crushed Benfica to advance to the next round of the Women's Champions League as well. And so this team it was is a, on It was a casual 8-0. Yeah, you know, Eight just nil. on aggregate, no problem. Um, you know, I think uh, you know Sam Kerr and Beth England both enjoying themselves. Uh, yeah, Wrighton doing wonderful work with. Uh, I think she's up to eight assists now, and just absolutely shredding the competition. So, what if very, she had all? Looking forward to the next round. What if she had all eight assists for the eight goals? <laughs> just dishing them up, be a, hot, a, an hot absolute career highlight match. Yeah, I mean, you, you almost retire after that. I mean, what else do you have to give? Like the bar's too high. Hmm. No, it, it's it's fantastic news for the Chelsea women's team. Again, um, we're bringing awareness to it. Go check it out. They are absolutely stacked. Uh, a couple Americans in there as well, obviously, which is our our angle of being totally biased and, and not afraid of it. Uh, but again, just huge congrats to Millie Bright and Pernilla Harder. Again, we can't stress enough. This is the the FIFA, you know, Women's World Eleven. Right, this is the equivalent on the men's side that I don't think we're going to get anyone in, and maybe an Angolo Conte, but this is the best of the absolute best. You know, this just shows you how good the women's squad is. I would say in comparison to the men's, we're getting there. We're splashing some cash. We're getting there, but the women are established ballers. Well, and I will, I will say this: if if you've watched both teams on a weekend, the women are far less frustrating at times to watch than than the men. The the women play a consistent style, you know, they have world-class talent across the board. The men sometimes, it's not great, as we witnessed the last two matches. It can be a little uh, all over the place. So, just saying, if you're looking for a little bit more consistent excellence, perhaps turn your attention that way. Ooh, the consistent excellence. That is a great way to mm. describe the Chelsea women's team and Emma Hayes' the same. group. They are, yeah, good call. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and roll on over to the the preview side. And we always kick it off with a three-word match preview for this one. Uh, Dan, only two from the Discord today. Did we, did we get a late start on this? What happened? We, we did, but that's okay, you know, because we're going for a quality over quantity situation here, Brandon Busby. We mm-hmm. had Bill Wrights with the bounce back needed. I think we could all agree that's the case. And then Gabriel kind of going after a little bit of what I think Nick is going to lead to because he's been doing a three-hour match preview for this for several weeks in advance. He's already had his baked. I, I could have actually put it in the script because I know exactly what it's going to be. But yeah, Gabriel's college was, game day sign ready. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Declan Rice audition, uh, which is good, but I actually think we should just throw it to Nick and let him do his because his is, his is pretty good. Gabriel, no audition needed, baby. It's the Declan Rice Derby, my friend. Uh, this is a winner-take-all, winner-take-Declan type of match. I'm more nervous than I should be. I'll say that. I, I think, again, I, I threw it out there to Matt Law. Didn't we say winner-take-Declan? To which, Nick, you're like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> let's pay cash. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, just look. Why bid on StockX when you can just buy it straight up, you know? Well, you d- double or nothing, go. Nick. Yeah, just... <laughs> Get out there. Dan, what about you? Three points, comma, please. <laughs> Finger, fingers crossed. Whatever needs to be crossed. Whatever salt over the back. Uh, I don't know. Just anything. You know, four, four leaf clovers everywhere. Just three points, please. That's all I really want. Especially after we watched Man United win and jump ahead of us in the table. That's not a super great place to be. Uh, it's not exciting at all. And so... And not being able to play until Monday and having a whole weekend of games and potentially multiple 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it sucks. Versus being the first match midweek and then watching us drop down the table as each day goes on. So not, Also not great, Brandon. It could be also a not huge great. swing depending on how results go, obviously. Um, we could, it, But this is how tight the table is. You can go from third, fourth to seventh and then back up in, in a matter of days. So uh, hopefully we are on the backup trajectory. I went bursting bubble time, all right? I want to burst some bubbles. West Ham always have their little song about blowing bubbles. They even blow bubbles in the stadium. And honestly, I just want to burst their bubbles and get over it. Because um, it's obviously been a dry streak. We don't want that anymore. It's, it's time to move on. It's time to, to get back to our winning ways. So what we're going to discuss is West Ham's impressive start to the season, if you're a West Ham fan. The rest of the league are just sitting here going, eh, mid-table at best. How Chelsea might cope and how they can rebound. Likely 11s. The West Ham player we are most concerned about and hilariously incorrect score predictions. We can promise that. Uh, but some gratitudes uh, to David and Robert for joining us on Discord uh, through Patreon. And, and, and by the way, I actually have a tasty clip for you all. So if you want to know what our Discord mm. is about, what they're absolute, up to. absolute heroes over there. Shenanigans. Uh, there, there is someone fun. who who maybe isn't the biggest fan of Jorginho, which, hey, we all have our opinions. He's a divisive player. I get it. Um, but, you know, he's on Cameo. And in case you don't know what that is, go check it out. Uh, our Discord bought Mr. Mr. Jake a clip from, from J5, and we're going to play it for you. Here we go. Hello, Mr. Thurman. How are you? I hope you're okay. I hope you're well. I just want to, to send you this quick message saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I know you are a big chess fan. So we really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your support. I know it has been a very difficult year for everyone. So just want to, to send you some love, okay? Take care. Stay well. Bye-bye. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it just got me from the beginning. What an adorable hello. I mean, just the nicest. Look at that guy. So the shenanigans, Dan, are next level on our Discord, trolling him with the personalized message from J5 himself. Uh, look, they're going to win him over if they keep this up. Well, look, here's the best thing is we found out that after, so he goes and shows it to his wife and says, oh, hey, look what this little thing, you know, look at this prank they pulled on uh, me. Ah, they got me good. And she starts laughing. And he's like, why are you laughing? And, you know, how, how do you, because she recognized him because the mother-in-law is also getting him a J5 cameo for Christmas. Fantastic. Oh, that's so good. Grade A trolling from the mother-in-law, for sure. Uh, but again, our Discord is so much fun. This just gives you a quick taste test of of what it's like, clearly uh, of uh, just so much fun that goes in there. And then, Dan, uh, it's kind of like continued this weird spiral. We, we were upgraded how I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, Nash, one of the other Discord members, Patreon supporters, uh, said we should stop calling it Patreon. We should stop calling it Discord. We should get with 2020, just like every other media conglomerate has done. It's LIBP plus, man. It is <laughs> London right. is blue plus. That is the way to think about it moving forward. It's Omni about the inclusive experience, you know, omni-channel experience that we can offer, Nick. I, I'm telling you, I'm glad they didn't go with some version of peacock libp peacock tv <laughs> just doesn't have the same ring libp plus with this delightful um 
weird shaded plus sign that, that we have here. That's what's up. I think I think we have our branding now. I'm very yeah. excited about that. A- Apple using plus, ESPN plus. I think there's Hulu plus. I mean, I- Discovery plus. Wow, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. What are we doing? Uh, Shark Week, oh. Brandon? You heard of it? Yeah, okay. Yep, Discovery ago, plus. Uh, is there like an Amazon plus coming out? You can leak. All right, never mind, never mind. Discovery plus out. definitely did not get picked in gym class. That's what I'm saying out loud, okay? That's all I'm saying. Oh, but Discovery Plus probably won the long run and got rich. So anyways, (laughs) Dan, back to you for uh, a very cool Apple podcast review. Yeah, look, we only got one, but that's okay. It's midweek. You know, that's how it works. You know, they trickle in with the big match matches at the end of the week. You know, we got a few kind of trickle in here. But uh, just want to thank Adi, who describes himself maybe as the only Indonesian fan and listener. Might not actually be the case, but I appreciate that. He said... In the review, honestly, guys, somehow if I didn't listen to the podcast prior to the game, I thought Chelsea would lose. So uh, he's sorry for missing out on the Everton and Wolves games. Unbelievable. So uh, trust me, I won't be missing out on the next pods. I love you guys. Please keep up the good work. You're a loyal fan. Uh, So just really, really nice review. And glad he's going to listen to this West Ham match preview so we can guarantee three points. It'd be great. That's it. I mean, Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here we are doing podcasts and stuff, Dan. And all all it takes is Audi listening to the to the pod. So what are we doing? Listen, if he's in, then we're we're talking about good stuff. Yeah, no, it's cool, super cool to again hear that there's someone from a very far flung part of the world that we're not familiar with hanging out with us. So Addy, welcome to the family, man. So so glad to have you. Uh, it'll only go up from here. Promise. It can only go up from here. Let's not uh, make Nick, promises we can't o- Over to you to housekeeping. Keep us tidy. That's right. Uh, coming up this week is another bonanza of a week. Okay. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we have a West Ham review coming out Tuesday because we play the Monday. So we'll record Monday night. Uh, we have another Chelsea youth update, which given the shenanigans of the last couple of weeks should just be a thriller so get involved there uh yeah phil, i'm gonna be phil pressing is, phil i'm gonna be pressing him on some things how good is the academy i got questions how good is danny Drinkwater? you know I, oh, that's geez. what we really need to be talking about right now uh and then we're gonna have a little break uh before the boxing day match um you know we're gonna try and give ourselves a little bit of time to relax and maybe get a nap in uh from from this year of craziness but uh the rest of the year is jam-packed as well we have match reviews coming up every two days uh after that and then we have another matt law special to kind of cap off the year um and i know that we're going to try and do some really cool transfer stuff in january maybe get old fabrizio back on the show and stuff like that so lots happening lots coming up just buckle in and adi if you're listening that means we're going to win so don't miss a preview (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking about what I want to do about creating my own cameo account. I'm trying to think what I can what I can pull for that. Wow. I will not be spending my hard earned dollars on you. Thank I you. think I have an audience. All right. Are you should you be paying people to give them your time? Definitely. That's more accurate. You hear the voice for sure. Golden. All right. You see you see the looks with the hat on. I hide the face. I, I could be a celeb. All right. Anyways, examining. Can we examine West Ham? West Ham? <laughs> Current Ugh. stats, 13 played, 6 wins, 4 losses, 21 goals, 16 conceded with a handful of clean sheets, which would be 4. They're in 8th place on 21 points. That's right, number 7 versus number 8. 
<laughs> going into this one. Boy. Obviously, that could be jumbled by the time most of the other matches are already there. But uh, look, we're on 22 points. They're on 21. All right, we've lost our last two matches. They've drawn and won their last two matches. So on the form table, West Ham are actually a bit better than us in Chelsea. So uh, look, they're scoring points under David Moyes. I'm not really sure how with 1.62 goals, uh, four per match, which is wild from West Ham, uh, 1.23 conceded. So obviously that's it's it's pretty much a toss-up every match. They're going to win a couple, then they're going to get smashed a couple, and that's how they've gotten to, to this point. Um, I don't know, just gut reaction, Nick, right? When I say West Ham, and you think of where they've been, the you know, the the problems they've had, every now and then they they kind of like just jump up the table a little bit, sniff around for a while, and usually fall back down. But for whatever reason, I mean David Moyes is getting a tune out of a team who, if you look at the roster kind of top to bottom, like I, I'm not scared by it, but he seems to have gotten the players to play in a very way or just a, a stubborn fashion or something. I, I, what's your take on West Ham kind of in general? They play as a unit, um, which I know can sound really basic, but after you've watched Chelsea not play as a unit for a handful of weeks now, it's not nothing. Um, they are incredibly solid defensively. Uh, there are some big, strong, fast characters uh, in their back line. They have Declan Rice shading that back line so it's almost as if they have an extra center back or defender uh and then they have a weird collection of offense like i can only describe them dan as a weird collection of offensive talent um haller barely plays and then goes in and has an overhead bicycle kick midweek that rivals some of the best in premier league history and you're like okay where's this guy been like your michael antonio's of the world smashed us when we played him in the summer uh, you know, and it's like Ben Rama is now getting a little heated up in the in the team. Uh, Cresswell's, you know, giving us trouble from left back. Before. Like there's just, again, the, a bunch of weird talent. Like on paper, we should smash them. Uh, here's the you, thing. You don't play games on paper, Dan. That's the thing. Here, here's the thing. We should not be playing them this year. They should have been relegated last season. Mm. If not for Chelsea gifting them two wins. Sure. Because they were on 39 points. You take out those two. If we win those, they're at 33. Bournemouth stays up. Eddie Howe finds a way to escape. And we're not allowing David Moyes and West Ham to haunt us. And then we lose to Bournemouth twice this year. You know? Yeah, I yeah. guess, uh, look, it's, uh, it's uh, six and one half dozen of another. I, mm-hmm. I do think on the day, this is a side that we can go after. You know, Antonio will probably hear after we've recorded this episode, may or may not, this has been the target match for him to potentially return. And uh, he definitely is one who can haunt us and has been able to score with some regularity too. And I think would definitely give Tiago Silva and Kurt Zuma a little bit of a challenge. So, you know, if he is not in the match, I actually feel a little bit more comfortable. But in general... I, I do think that this is a team that has surprised a lot of people with how they've operated under Moyes, how he's been a pragmatist with his team. I mean, they're they're not, again, they're not setting the world on fire, but what they're doing is they're grinding out results when they need to, right? Like, you wouldn't expect West Ham to beat Man United, right? So they, they lose to United. But, you know, when they need to grind out a win against Aston Villa or Sheffield or Fulham, you know, they, they've done it. So I, I just I'm 
they're a little Jekyll and Hyde to me because some t- some games they completely show up for and they're ready, and other games they kind of you know find a way to pull it out like last minute. But Brandon, I think in general, like I almost don't know which West Ham we're going to end up playing. <laughs> like, will they really be really up for it? You would imagine so because it's a London derby, but it also could be the off game for them where we potentially get a chance to take advantage of. I mean, is it though? London Derby. I mean, yeah, but is it like the Lampard Derby, man? <laughs> you know, there's that. You know, I do remember. I think it was a cup match, and the West Ham fans were like ripping seats up from the stadium, and just. But it's kind of like it's them. It's them making a fuss about things, you know. And if I don't know if fans are going to be in the stands or not, I can't keep up honestly with tier three, two, one. Who this? Who no, that? No fans. Yeah. Okay, so great. So Lamps is safe, doesn't have to worry about the the fat boy booze and all those things, you know. Um, but it's not going to matter. Like, if you burn a manager, it doesn't mean anything. So, you know, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think West Ham fans really give a shit about Chelsea. I don't, at least in our circle, we don't really give a shit about West Ham. We just want to beat them. We They're just an obnoxious team that can trip us up like we saw last season. We just want to take care of business. You know, it, when I was in college... Our rival was Luther, but when I when we were there, they just weren't good. So they would get hyped for it, but we we couldn't be bothered. It was just it was a boring thing for us. Um, and I wonder if this is the same. So look, I don't I don't look at them, you know, any differently. Even though the media like to play it up as the London Derby, like I just I don't you know. You talk to Chidge, Clayton, Marco, J.K. I mean, no one brings up West Ham. So. Whatever. I, I I agree with Nick's point that they play as a collective unit. Moyes has done this at Everton. He makes them extremely hard to beat. And he's getting tunes out of some players that you probably wouldn't have expected to. But they Zuchek they and Rice, man, playing as a midfield too. I mean, they're tough. They're tough to get around. Right. Snodgrass is very industrial. You got Felipe Anderson, you know, Andre Yarmolenko, uh, Lanzini, Ben Rama, like you're saying. There, there's a oh, lot of Bowen's having a good year. Uh, I yeah. think he's Bowen one I would call out. Yeah, for yep. sure. That he's on four goals. For yep, four goals for them. You know, so again, it's just one of those things where like they're getting a tune out of a couple players, and when they're hard to break down, they're just a classic Premier League obnoxious team to play, and and that's what we're walking into. So, um, I, again, some of the results for West Ham here, right? Uh, their last match drawing against Palace, who were in a bit of form, um, beat Leeds. Got tripped up by United, right, back at the beginning of December. Uh, they beat Villa, who have proven to be a pretty decent team in the league this season. Uh, beat Sheffield United one nothing, which is nothing to to take any credit for. And they beat Fulham one nothing Again, not a great win. But they are taking care of business around teams around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus the loss to Manchester United, which you would kind of expect, even a, a mediocre United. Um, they dominated that game until the 60th minute. I mean, they were... They should have been up three or four goals, to be mm-hmm. completely fair to them, and they completely botched it. And then bad refereeing took over per United but protocol. It, it, well, and that's and that's hopefully we can benefit from something like that. You know, they're gonna dump in a shit ton of crosses. Um, they're gonna look to play in the break again from a tactic standpoint. Of Lampard, I think we know what we're walking into, but are the players ready to respond to it? Are the players ready to react to it? And so. Um, I do want to flip over to Chelsea and kind of talk about how we can handle it. But real quick, we're going to take a break. Uh, shout out to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. And again, we're going to flip everything over to the Chelsea side. Be right back. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. 
Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other job sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. It's a lot. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's almost the new year, which means new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best when it comes to men's blow-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping... 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. Dan, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I agree. 2020 sucked and 2021 is right around the quarter. So, you know, if you want to get that new year freshness going on, you know, they've got the perfect package, you know, which is a collection of items like the lawnmower 3.0. You've got the, the weed whacker to take care of those annoying nose hairs and ears hair. And, you know, I mean, look, they also got other products that you could use too. They've got a ball toner right? The crop reliever. They've got a ton of different things. And as we're recording this, uh, we're getting laughed at. And you know, ultimately that's okay. Because you know what? You have to find joy in this moment. And one of the things that can bring you joy, Brandon, can be a brand new package from Manscaped. Uh, it's true. Look, if you're going to you know, take care of yourself and, and do some cleaning up, you might as well do it with the right equipment. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof skinscape trimmer, reduces the nicks to your two best friends, right? Uh, it comes with a shed travel bag. Keep all your goodies stored together. Um, well, and, and, Brandon, the, and Brandon, don't forget, you know, the ball is going to drop at midnight. Make sure the ball well, looks good with the Lawnmower 3.0 and Manscaped. Use our code London is Blue for 20% off and free shipping on your first order. That is London is Blue, the code. 20% off plus free shipping. So when the balls drop, everything looks pretty. All right. Well, there you go. 20% off and free shipping with the code London is blue at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code London is blue. Happy New Year to you and your balls. So again, Dan, Everton struggled. No response against Wolves. Uh, the Matt Law pod's already dropped by now. He said his biggest concern was that there was no reaction from the players. You know, he blames the players for not reacting and going out and taking care of business, you know, and we have to have a response. Two matches in a row we've lost. We cannot let it be three. So in your mind, as, as you look ahead to West Ham on Chelsea's side, what are your what's your gut instinct? We're a little bit tired. Uh, we have had a full week of, of rest, thankfully. Are we going to be up for it? Are we going to get a response? Is Lamps going to have the team set up tactically correct? Like, where where are you kind of sitting in your mind? I've had some of the best rests we've had in, in a while. So, I mean, we didn't have to play another match in between. This is our long stretch here before we have to turn around and, and do kind of another quick two back-to-back. So, this is nice that we, we did get that time. And I, don't, I think this is a match where... 
you, you look at having Mason in the squad. I think maybe you also start Tammy in this match. You know, we'll talk about our lineups here in a few. I think you kind of go with a couple of those players who just get a little bit more of the the DNA, the Chelsea mentality, the playing for the badge type of thing who've been indoctrinated and then get, you know, bounce out with a couple of our professionals, you know, our individuals come in like Silva, who, you know, was shouting at Timo Werner in the last match, you know, for not tracking back and trying to instill a little bit of that, you know, pride and really just, you know, Frank then challenging him and saying, look, this is not, this is how we, if we're going to challenge for a title, if we're going to stay in the pack, for through this you know december fixture run nick like he's gonna have to challenge them regardless of whether or not it's a a pretty game i don't think this will be a pretty game in any capacity i think it's going to be a a grinded out type of performance and it's going to be 90 minutes i think of a lot of frustration that hopefully pays off with a pragmatic approach because i think all-out attack will not work i think being reserved will not necessarily work. We're going to have to play this one on the bounce. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the problem that we had against Everton was that we, you know, obviously made a, a silly mistake, gifted them a goal, and then they were able to do what they wanted to do, which is shit house and sit back and not really come out of their shell. Right. And we didn't force them to come out of their shell against wolves. We just lost the plot completely because we we actually played into the exact scenario we wanted to be in by going one nil up. And instead of playing a disciplined game, completely got too stretched, lost all shape, and it was ridiculous. It was a silly performance. West Ham is going to be a different bear. I mean, luckily it's at home, so you know, you you feel like you you should be able to play some good football at home, but at the end of the day, I think you need to be a little cagey at the beginning of this match. Not because I'm scared of West Ham, but I kind of want to lull them out of a block before they get too set. So you might you might just let them have possession a little bit. You know, draw them out, do a little thing. Because I I believe we have to utilize width in this match. I think we have to spread them out. We can't let them condense and do like a, you know, whatever, just a tight eight in front of the in front of the goalkeeper. Um, so I think that's what I would be looking for in this one is is maybe have a little less possession than we're used to, draw them out a little bit, and try and get in behind and, or get out wide. You know, they they've been playing a five four one a lot. Um, they've used it six times in the league. They've also done a four two three one. Uh, they even played a three back four times. So there's a couple of things you can prepare for, right? But if you assume they've played a three back twice and five in defense six times, it's really you can expect three center backs out of this team, which, again, we know. How much are Masuaka and Kufal going to run up and down the wing? So when you talk about, um, you know, width, it'll be really interesting on what kind of half spaces we can find uh, you know, Suchek and Rice probably sitting for an Oz and Bowen getting forward and Mikhail Antonio just trying to be a nuisance up top on his own. So you, you think about that, and if we can play a four-back set, but essentially send the outside backs. Don't come back. 
don't bother. It's two on one the entire time. Assuming we have Angola Conte and some people running. I feel like we're going to be in a good position, but I just want to run at them relentlessly because you know they're going to sit in and we just got to poke and prod and try and try and try. So uh, if I may lead us off with some lineups, gentlemen, mm. um, the question is who starts for Chelsea? My answer is everyone. We should start everyone. Maybe put 14 guys out there. Anything we can do, we're going to run it, but I will give you starting 11. <laughs> smart, with really Men- smart. Mendy and goal has to be. Wow. I know he's had a couple mistakes, but I'm not ready to bench him. I know Petr Cech played 90 minutes the other day. I'm just not ready, okay? Uh, Reese James, Kurt Zuma, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell. Again, the back four, the back five that has gotten us to this point. Just keep the faith. Uh, N'Golo Kante, Kovacic, and Mount. You know, I stand by the fact that we uh, need Averts to get out of the, the firing line a little bit. Uh, I think that sucks because on a day where you need something creative going forward, we're going to put in Kovacic, who's just tidy. Um, but I just feel like Alberts isn't it right now. He will come good. He's just not it right now. And then up forward, I got Werner, Tammy, and Pulisic. All right, Drew's played a few matches. Uh, Tammy's got to be itching to go. He's going to want to prove himself. I think he'll be super lively. I think he'll get super involved. Um, and... Uh, you know, Werner, I want him to have a break, but you got no other option. And I hope Pulisic can play again. You know, I, I'm f- dreading putting him out there, but I just don't know what else you can do. So um, my kind of thought is go toe-to-toe, hit him in the mouth where they want to be. Uh, Kovacic can tackle. He can handle, I think, a little bit of the physicality. He'll play quickly. If they try to press us, we can break their press and hopefully find Mountain to space. And we just have to hit him early. Hit Timo into space early. Hit Christian into space early. Let Tammy get into the box and just bang goo goal and run. So uh, that's what I'm kind of thinking. But uh, Dan, I don't know if you've got much of a, a lineup here written out yet. What do you think, man? So again, I don't think we're going to surprise a lot of people. At least Brandon and I won't with our back lines. You know, it's preview for Nick's spoiler lineup here. For Kyle uh, Tamori, so, <laughs> Mendy, uh, James, Zuma, Silva, Chilwell, just is the way it has to be. I think where I would try something different, and this is going to be a little, a little weird. So just let me talk through it. I think you keep Conte, you keep Mount in the midfield. I think you bring Billy Gilmore in for the creativity and passing that he's going to offer Shock. in a match. He's oh. got some steel as well. I, I think the I don't I agree on the assessment that Havertz is probably a late sub in this match versus a starter, so that he can get out of that firing line a little bit. You know, just not be the primary focal point of everyone's frustration. I. Don't necessarily think it's Kovacic either, because if they're going to block trying to find that tight pass, that tight ball is where I would want to see. I I think Billy and Mount are going to offer a little bit more kind of as a combo there than, you know, Mount and Kovacic in that regard. And then I think you put Pulisic out on the left, you put Tammy in the center, you put Timo on the right, and you try to take advantage of the creativity midfield there to get, get a ball in pass a center back, beat him on the break, and score a goal. So you have 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1? You know, I think it ends up being a 4-3-3 just kind of in in fundamentally because you are going to ask probably Conte to play a little bit deeper and you're going to ask Billy and Mount to push a little further forward because you need to condense that, you know, move quickly and condense the space so that you kind of get them pulled out or pushed back so that we can work through it. 
I mean, I guess we have seen Billy put on some passing displays that, you know, even Fabregas shouted out last season. Um, but Nick, you've, you've got something else up your sleeve. Yeah. I mean, just for the sake of trying something else, right. Trying to figure out ways that we can utilize the lack of attacking wingers that we have right now. And how how do we stay wide? How do we attack? Right. Um, I'm doing a a three, four, three or a three, five, two, depending on, uh, one of my players in in which role he, he ends up playing in. I think you could play in either of these roles. Uh, so I'm going um, Edward Mendy, of course, just hanging out in the back. Reese James, Aspi, Silva, Zuma, Chilwell. That's my that's my back five, uh, with the goal of pushing Reese James and Chilwell up as attackers most of the match, um, giving them a little less work to do defensively. Uh, then I'm going with the weird midfield of Conte and Mount. Um, Mount has played in that role for England, and I think he could play for that or playing that role with uh with Chelsea as well. And then my my front three and or yeah, well I guess front three regardless, but f- either your classic front three in, in the way that Antonio Conte played or a you know kind of a number 10 in front of two forwards, which is kind of where I'm going with this, would be Pulisic in that you know kind of floating role behind the two strikers. Uh we have Werner and Giroud uh, up top. Our friend Naz wrote a piece about Timo Werner and how you basically have to play him through where it's been a, a rough patch of form. I read that article and although I did not agree with everything that he said, I certainly, you know, I think it swayed me in this, in this lineup pick that, you know, if, if you have someone as dangerous as him, it, it's, it's best to have him out there and kind of work your way through it and try and set him up for success more because clearly being out stranded on one wing is, is not, you know, where he needs to be. He needs to be closer to the goal. So I'm uh, I'm doing a three five two I think with with some width coming from Showell and, and Reese James. I totally get where you're coming from. I I just think we can do it without sending without having three center backs. I just think you can send those guys to almost play, and this is gonna sound dumb, right? But like a two five three. I just with only Mikel Antonio up top. The only problem is you do have to be careful of the midfield runners, right? Like Ingola Conte and Mason have to get back, or Ingola Conte and Billy or whomever Kova is with there have to get back. But that's what I was kind of thinking. If you, I, I'm in the same idea with you, is like I, I essentially want Chilwell and Reese James to provide all the width. I want them to be at the half line or further almost all match um, and, and just try to try to take it that way. But I assume even if you have the three, um, you know, Asby can provide. He can kind of cut in in a Man City style and push up to support the play. Obviously, he can cross, you know, and then you're essentially left with Zuma and Silva just like normal, you know, but he almost like slots into a DM role a little bit. Well, I would say this too, like the, the benefit of having your your wing, your your uh, fullbacks, fullbacks pushed up as wingers in this, in this scenario is that it probably makes Bowen – track back more he's not going to be as advanced if, if he's having to mark Chilwell or, or they're having to commit extra if, you know if Declan Rice is having to shift over to cover some of the width like hopefully that loosens up the space Dan in midfield which is really what we need to do like I would love to you know not a dream scenario is you know we start playing the ball out of the back goes out to Reese James Reese James is either either able to get the ball into Pulisic in an area where he can do something with it and drive it you know the West Ham defense and make them really nervous or he's able to cross it into someone like Giroud um and and really do some damage there so 
I, you know, my, my goal for the midfield, my midfield in this match would be to sit back a little bit to absorb some pressure. And then I think just spring like you're spraying balls out left and right just to ensure that you keep that width. Yeah, the, the only concern I have is if it does get condensed. And this is why I was looking at, you know, Tammy over Drew is that you know, you're going to want to be able to take advantage of the, the speed you're going they in terms of Werner and Tammy have seemed to interchange a little bit better than Werner and, and Drew. And if we're trying to get, you know, more attackers into the play, this might be a match where you really want all three to be a little bit more. I would say individually selfish where they'll take the shot and not maybe not take the one extra pass. And so, you know, we know that Pulisic is going to drive in and be a little bit more direct. We know that uh, Timo can, can be direct at times. And uh, Tammy will certainly uh, want the ball and want to, want to score there. And so, you know, if you get Billy and Reese on the right, you get Mason with, with Chilla and Pulisic on the left, um, you know, you could have some really, excellent kind of pairings there some good triangles kind of forming that you know can really start to work the ball through what's going to be a pretty you know compressed defense i think that's my thought again with tammy hungry gonna want to prove himself gonna want to be involved gonna run everywhere gonna you know do he's gonna we've seen him set up some goals this season we've seen him take his chances it just kind of seems like a good opportunity against a tough team you know for him to to be involved, I also think we might have to have some chances from a little bit longer distance. And I think he's more willing to take those shots than Giroud as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's see, let's see what he's got. When we look at West Ham players we should be most afraid of and how we think that they can attack us, um, Nick, you talked about Bowen already, and, and that's who you put. Yeah, look, I, I put Bowen in there out of respect. I don't think he's their most dynamic player. Yeah, I think probably Declan Rice is, to be honest. But uh, what Bowen does well is press. Uh, he is full of energy. He's going to press your opposing fullback. Uh, he is good at keeping the ball on breakaways and not and not losing it right away, so that you know other players in the West Ham attack can kind of catch up to him. Uh, because they play, you know, kind of a weird counterattacking style that isn't the most uh, fluid thing you've ever seen, but it is effective. I mean, they were effective against us three times in one match last year, so I'm not I'm not writing them off by any means. Um, and and I, I, you know, he does have four goals on the year, so I, you know, it's not not like he can't score. It's not prolific by any means, but he is chipping in a lot from the right wing. So if you know if you're Chilwell or you're Zuma in my scenario. You got to keep tabs on him and make sure that he's not able to to have the ball in too much space. Yeah, I mean he's been involved in six goals this season, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, four goals to assist. The second one is Pablo Fornals, which is two goals to assists. Um, so clearly he's he's getting involved offensively, you know, one way or the other. Uh, Dan, you had someone a little bit different, and it's uh, not even someone guaranteed to play. Well, yeah, it's it's. If he plays, it's Antonio. It just has to be. You know, he's kind of put us to the sword before. He's been prolific in his appearances for West Ham. I mean, he's been out injured for multiple weeks now, and he's still their second high school scorer at three. Um, so, you know, he is someone, if he comes back in, uh, I was actually looking at uh, the Twitter account for the uh, ex-West Ham United employee who is uh, very plugged in to the club. And he was saying that even if Antonio is healthy for the match, he probably starts uh, Haller, which uh, maybe is just more about fitness and run of form. But I just 
Antonio gives me the night terrors, so I would not want him to be uh, up front, you know, for them in this match. If he doesn't start, I will be, I will feel so much better about this match. You know, like strikers are normally a flashy Torres, right? Like pretty boy, glitz and glam. Mikel Antonio is the center back of forwards. Just <laughs> runs his head into the ground, doesn't give up on anything, uh, makes something out of nothing, is unbelievably relentless. I mean, he's 30. And he is still just chasing every long ball down, knowing he has no chance. And if he does win it, no one's within 30 yards of him. <laughs> so The center I just, back of forwards. I just respect what him. What a line. I respect well, him so much. I will say, you know, we talk about the challenges that a Thiago Silva maybe had in this last match against Wolves with Not some of the great. speed of like a, a Neto or others. You know, Mikel Antonio, in addition to being a lot of other great things, um, is also good at beating a man one-on-one. And that will be very interesting to see. I imagine Zuma probably owns more of the responsibility for keeping him contained. But if it's Silva one-on-one versus Antonio, it's going to be a really interesting foot race. I think Reese... I think been great. Re- yeah, Reese can hold his own. Chili B, nah. Nah, bro. Sorry. Um, I I worry about Dan's Billy Gilmore pick (laughs) in that in that scenario. I think there could be a dusting if, you know, he doesn't feel so good. Billy. Yeah, that's that's why you have the ultimate release valve in N'Golo Conte. True. True. N'Golo is not afraid of anybody. um, I've got Suchek and I've got Mm. that because he I know Declan Rice is the rock at the back back. I mean, midfield. But Suchek seems to be their engine. He yeah. he just motors box to box. He's got three goals. He I know he's defensive center mid, but it just seems like it, he's able to get to the ball, win the ball, and get it to the attackers. Right? He's the one who goes and collects and then distributes. So I could see us, you know, you know, anytime Mendy floats the ball in the midfield, I just don't see us winning much aerially in the midfield in this match. So it could be a huge opportunity for them. And again, we talk about defending set pieces. West Ham are a big team, and they are going to cause us problems on set pieces. So the fact that he's already got three smashed in, um, it just it concerns me. He's winning five and a half aerial duels per match. Scored against um, us in July. Yeah, that. no it's- one comes close to that. So um, it's just something I think that he really, the team really kind of drives off of him, and Declan's more of like, hey, I'm going to clean up, keep, keep the shape and keep everyone together and communicate. So anyways, um, but after all that, now we can finally get into three reasons why, and we're obviously going to kick it off with three reasons why Chelsea will win, because that's what we hope and expect. Um, Dan, starting with you, what would be your reason why Chelsea will win this match? I think it's going to be that a particular German finds the back of the net again. I think Rudiger. Werner, Werner playing Ugh. himself, <laughs> uh, Werner playing himself into into the form. I think this is the Nazar piece you talked about, Nick. But like mm. you're, you're persisting through what has been a uh, purple patch for him and getting him to a point where he's scoring again would really help set us up to feel good about what's happening with the rest of December. And I think persisting with him, 
getting him to the point where he's scoring, putting him on the right versus trying to play him on the left, allowing us to have some good interchange with Tammy up there, doing things that are going to enable him to have a good game. And which ultimately, when he's played good this season, Chelsea have not had much issue. And so finding a way to get our most creative players going has to be issue number one for Frank. Like defensively, I'm less concerned than I've ever been about this team. I'm concerned about the front, you know, front three. (laughs) So I guess keep it short, but how? How does that turn around this match? How does that turn around this match? Yeah, Yeah, like like how do you think Timo is able to kind of break his nut is it he finally his shot hits goal we find him into space early break his duck i think is what you were looking for break his 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 break his nut is a whole different uh no in sales you got a nut to break don't you guys remember from step brothers Brandon was watching the Nutcracker last night step Step brothers the catalina wine mixer hey watch it back it's a sales term Okay, well, uh, while Visions of Sugar Plums were dancing in your head, I was thinking about the fact that Timo Werner will will be brought into play (laughs) through the inclusion of Tammy in the lineup. And I think getting him combining and not forcing him to basically make it all the way to the byline so where he can (laughs) then bring it back into the box, like trying to set him up that way, and then putting someone also creative like Billy on the right versus Kovacic, who is not the most progressive passer, like that would be wonderful. These would all be things that we set him up with. And you did, you did, you skipped over the easy, easy pathway there. Like you always do. You got to get him more central. You got to get him closer to the goal. That's how oh, he does Tammy. it. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm playing wide players. That's why I'm playing both fullbacks out wide. So he can tuck in. And I think when he tucks in, when he's in the box, when he gets the ball in the box and he's able to dribble with it, do you remember he used to get penalties? Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Remember that like two months ago? So I think that's how he does it. And I, I think we win because we keep width. Like uh, that would be my, I think we have to keep width. I think we have to suck them out across the pitch. We cannot leave this, you know, Declan Rice standing in front of four guys and then four guys standing in front of him. Like that just can't be, can't be the way we get to goal. Cause Neither Tammy nor Giroux is going to find much success if that happens. So, you know, secondarily, Brandon, score early would be helpful. I go back to kind of what Matt said, our buddy Matt. Uh, fighting, fighting spirit. Honestly, I feel like if we're up for it and if we have enough will to run our socks off and, and put, put them under the cosh, like we should win this. And I know we say that, you know, we're, we are technically a better team. But West Ham, they don't make it easy. You know, they're going to fight. And so if we need to match them, that's why I said we need to punch for punch. We need to hit them in the mouth and, and attack them, be on the front foot. It's it. This is one of those ones where, you know, talent meets hard work. Who's going to win? Can we have talent and hard work or do we just have talent and expect our glamour players to get us through? Because it ain't going to happen. It hasn't happened the last two matches. There needs to be a reaction. Um, so as we look to why Chelsea will lose or draw, on the exact same thing, our lack of fighting spirit. If we were to lose or draw, it's because we're going to go in there without an edge, without any energy, without excitement, and we're just going to you know, get hit on a counter. We're going to lose on a set piece and, and pack up, go home. It's going to be shit. Um, and I, I'm genuinely worried about it. So, Nick, I don't know if you have something less depressing than mine, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, why we lose is is kind of twofold to me one is you get overextended 
you know, it's the only worry I have of, of my formation is that you get, you get Reese basically playing at the opposing, you know, West Ham's corner flag. He's so wide, you know, you're, so you gotta, you gotta find some balance, but, but I really, I worry about set pieces with West Ham. Like it's, and it's not because we've been bad on set pieces this year. We, we certainly haven't been bad on set pieces. That's been a dramatic improvement year over year. Uh, it has to be said, but these guys are a different animal. They live for set pieces. So no stupid fouls around the box. Thank you. Uh, and then as few corners given up as possible, please. Set pieces could be the death of us, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Uh, I, I will say I, I'm firmly in the camp with Brandon, though. I think it's, uh, you know, we will we will lose or draw if, uh, we, if we don't punch back. You know, there's going to be a lot of tough tackles in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a physicality. There is a mean streak to this West Ham side under David Moyes, which is not usually what I associate his teams with. Um, but it's just this collection of players and the kit that they wear, maybe that enables it. So I, I want to see us, you know, look, I know that that Mason push last match was not necessarily the savviest move and could have come off the wrong way, but I don't know. I kind of like a little bit of fight in our guys. And so some, some tough tackles some you know, going in, you know, hard on a 50, 50, um, just to show that we're there and we're plugged into the match. I think if we don't do that, West Ham are going to know that they can walk all over us and it will not go the way that we want it to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want this to, you know, it's like when you go to a fight and a hockey game breaks out. Like, I I, I kind of want that kind of attitude here. Like, mm-hmm. this ain't this ain't the Moyes Spanish flair side that Brandon wants to, you know, bring up. This is this is David Moyes, hardened Scotsman, and his, his ragtag rough bandit group coming to Stanford Bridge to try and punch us in the face. We got to punch it back for yeah. sure. Like we, there has to be someone on the team who's willing to take an early yellow and set the tone. Um, so I'm actually going to amend my lineup and bring Danny Drinkwater back into the lineup. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's, you know, look, there, he has a purpose now. I'm so proud of him. We want a little rowdy, rowdy Piper instead. Get, get a little mixing going. Hmm. Oh yeah. Pride. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's all about pride. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, show up. You know, just as a professional, you know, I I know we'd love them to play for the badge. Not everyone's going to do that. Your academy boys will. But just professional pride, at a minimum, you expect them to respond. So score predictions to back it all up. Eternal optimist to a fall. I'm going 2-1 with the victory. Nick, self-sacrifice, here it comes. <laughs> I, I've been really struggling with this one, man. Uh, luckily, we've put the guise of incredibly wrong score predictions or hilariously wrong. What are we going with? Uh, something terribly wrong. Lavishly incorrect. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going 4-3 Chelsea win in a barn burner. Oh, my gosh. Barn, barn burner. Burner. That for, for you for you non-Midwest folks out there, that's a it's a hot game. It's it's similar to not being able to hit the broad side of a barn, which is the the good side of it. <laughs> yeah, We're, the side you burn down, you know. Dan, East, Mister East Coast, West Coast, no coast, not in your in your name. What do you got? 
I think Chelsea win one nothing, and I think it's going to be infuriatingly painful to watch for the majority of it. <laughs> Nick's going to be the most miserable get during this. Oh, match. Man, oh my yeah. gosh, our group chat is going to be quite horrible. I can already tell. <laughs> it usually is just Nick texting and us just not responding. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that recently. Thank you. I, I've actually well, look, taken you know, note. I'm on. I'm on the the, the Twitter. You know, yeah. you might have heard of it before. I'm putting out the tweets on match day, so sure. yeah. It's kind of occupies my time a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be brutal Monday at work. Uh, I will be watching it at home in Iowa before I come back. So that's going to kind of be my afternoon sorted. So if it sucks, I might hit the road early and just listen to it in the second half. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Use your time effectively. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like Jorginho doing cameos from his car. I might do my homework in the car as well. (laughs) Well, let's just say if if it goes poorly... The eggnog is going to get uh, get a little stronger very very quickly. There not not might not be much eggnog left in it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let us know what you all think out there. You're clearly much more smart than we are. We are clearly struggling when it comes to predictions. More smart, uh, boy. That's a tough. <laughs> wow. That's a tough thing to say. <laughs> I'm playing into that fact. Okay. Uh, definitely. Definitely. You're welcome. I'm clearly break, a master. Break that nut, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> look Break it up. Unbelievable. Step brothers. Catalina Wine Mixer. Look it up. Anyways, uh, let us know what uh, you think is going to happen in this one. How Chelsea's going to win. Uh, maybe the opposite line of prediction. Throw your name in the hat. Uh, join Discord. You have to. It is such a blast. Uh, we have a I'm thinking about collection it. of people. Uh, we're so lucky to have them. And, and you could have <laughs> them too. So hit us up on Patreon. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your Monday. Hopefully, you found time to watch it. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday with the the review as always. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.